This is an RNZ podcast. If you go back about a year and a half, New Zealand's commercial broadcasting bosses were terrified when COVID hit. Advertising income plummeted and no one knew how long the disruption would last. And back then, they were pleading for government help. They all took the wage subsidy for remaining staff and the free-to-air broadcasters gladly accepted the lion's share of a $50 million government assistance package. They also welcomed the government pumping more money into New Zealand On Air and the Public Interest Journalism Fund, and they all cut costs and jobs at that time. In June last year, for example, TVNZ announced 80 redundancies and scrapped a huge contract for content from Warners, and the government promised $30 million if they needed it to survive. Desperate times. But one year later, TVNZ was boasting it had emerged from COVID-19 a whole lot stronger, And this week, TVNZ announced even better results for the financial year that ended in June, reported like this on Newstalk ZB. TVNZ has had a stellar year in business, Uh, so great, in fact, that the company's going to reward its staff with $2,000 each uh, for a bit of a bonus. The company's reported a net profit of $59 million for the year, big turnaround from the $26 million loss a year earlier, and the government's going to get a $15 million dividend as a result of that. And TVNZ's also paid back about $5 million it received from the wage subsidy and told the government it doesn't need that $30 million backstop after all. And TVNZ's chief executive, Kevin Kenrick, told News Talk ZB this. Yeah, well, I mean, I think last year we put in a wage freeze and we, we lost a big chunk of roles. Um, so we've, we've had a smaller team that have actually worked pretty hard. They've delivered the best financial results the company's delivered in 18 years. But while Kevin Kenrick was happy to talk about what TVNZ called a strong financial recovery that sets up TVNZ for the future, Kevin Kenrick didn't mention that he wouldn't be a part of that future after this year. The news was a bit buried by the attack at the Lynn Mall on Friday, but TVNZ also announced that day Kevin Kenrick would step down in February 2022 after almost 10 years in charge. But why wait six months? It gives the board time to select a new chief executive heading into the public media future, Kevin Kenrick said. Now that's a reference to the government working towards a new public media entity to replace or incorporate state-owned TVNZ and RNZ by 2023. The business case for that is now a work in progress, but cabinet papers have made it clear that TVNZ's advertising revenue would be critical to it. But Kevin Kenrick has never really voiced strong support for the proposed new public media entity, and when asked last year by MediaWatch if he wanted to lead it, he said simply, it's not my call. And his resignation from TVNZ shows he probably didn't want that call after all. Well, finding a leader who does will be a key task now for TVNZ's board, This week we wanted to ask TVNZ chair Andy Coop what kind of boss they're looking for and how they're contributing to the as-yet-behind-closed-doors plan for the new public media entity. But we haven't had a response from him on that yet. Meanwhile, TVNZ is not the only broadcaster posting bigger profits and cuts in costs lately. Sky TV was particularly vulnerable one year ago when investors feared that belt-tightening households would pretty quickly decide that a Sky subscription was a luxury that could go. But now, things are also going much better bottom-line-wise for them. Sky TV reported a net profit of nearly $50 million for the last financial year last week, and fewer customers left the company in that year than those who left it in the previous financial year. Last year, the pandemic also sparked a bit of panic in the boardroom at NZME, which owns half the country's radio stations and the New Zealand Herald. It cut almost 250 jobs, radio sport, community papers and the pay of its staff to stay afloat. 
But last week, NZME reported better results too, increased revenues and profit for its first six months to June. It's not quite in the financial shape it was in the pre-COVID era, though getting there with reduced debt and radio stations pulled in almost $50 million in the first six months of the year. And the New Zealand Herald's premium content subscriptions also pulled in just over $5 million in the first half year, a significant sum. Though the Herald's former editor Tim Murphy, now the co-editor at newsroom.co.nz, pointed out one weird anomaly in the bounce back. NZME's property platform One Roof was actually harmed by the booming housing market, he said, because houses had sold so quickly the demand for advertising of them had actually fallen.